Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, let's be factually accurate. In my tease, I had mistakenly read April from April 1st to today. In Chicago, there were 41 people shot. This weekend was only 30. So, yay, I, I, it wasn't that bad. There was just 30. And Lori Lightfoot's really upset. She wants to see the video of the 13-year-old who was shot at 2.45 in the morning as he was shooting at police. That's the one that really irritates her. The uh, 30 who uh, were not on camera and she can't uh, exploit for political gains. She's not too interested in those people. But uh, another little thing happened on Sunday. See, I don't watch the Sunday shows the way I used to. Ever since uh, Mike Wallace's son, I guess, um, really revealed himself to be the the Democrat Biden voting scumbag that he is, I won't watch even him. So I will watch excerpts. And uh, they did have a Biden economic uh, part of his economic cabinet who said it's going to be great that we're going to spend um, not just the $1.9 trillion and not just the $2.6 trillion, but Biden's on a, he's on another one, and it's going to be great. They're just going to keep passing these bills. It's going to be fantastic. We'll discuss that a little later in the show. But one of the things I did happen to catch was the 60-minute uh, hit piece on Ron DeSantis. Now, here's the thing about Florida. You know, I I, I almost feel bad doing it. I have, I have economic ties to Florida. I recognized a decade ago that Illinois was run by corrupt scumbags and had a trajectory that was pretty much the equivalent of one of Dan Prof's drives, right in the dirt. And I didn't want to be involved in Illinois real estate or states run by the Democrat mafia. So I looked at what states around the country were run well. And undeniably, if you look at Florida, it has been and will be run correct for as long as they can keep a Democrat mafia member out of the governor mansion. As long as that happens, it should be run pretty well. And history is very clear. There are you know, about a handful of states that are not financially destitute or in financial problems, and they all happen to be run by Republicans. In fact, if you objectively look... Say you're not a political animal and you're just, you know, you're just worried about facts. If you factually look at the country, every state with economic problems has one common denominator. Democrats. Democrats. Which is why, uh, you know, I wanted to workshop with the management here how we could uh, separate by party. 
all the bills and everything. They said, wait a minute, hold off. We'll discuss that later. But this particular story bothers me because I think Ron DeSantis is the best governor and would be a fantastic president. I find him to be the kind of politician I could see myself pretending we have an electoral system that has integrity and even taking the day to go vote. Ron DeSantis could inspire me to do that. And not because any other reason than the fact of the way in which he manages that state. That state is run not just economically well. During this COVID issue, it has been run fantastic. It has been a a state in which the businesses were allowed to stay open. The people were allowed to move about the state. No one was under house arrest and people were free to decide. It was one of the only few. I think there's about 16 states out there that really kind of let the people be Americans. The rest of the country, in my opinion, turned into the the Soviets and they took away the, the citizen's right to his own life and his own property. But DeSantis, even when it came time for the vaccine, and you know, if you listen to me, I'm not a vaccine guy. If you're going to test Viagra for 10 years and you're going to pump this thing out in 10 minutes, I got a problem with it. And we could go in the UK and how uh, 30 people have died from blood clots. They have 30,000 with blood clots. Australia has issues with the vaccine. I know it's the Moderma and that's the bad one. Well, who the hell knows? They don't know. They're giving it to pregnant women. They're giving it to women who could be pregnant. I'm sure it's all going to turn out splendidly. I mean, after all, the government never screws up, especially when it comes to this kind of thing. But DeSantis went along with the vaccination because Florida has over half a million seniors. And he prioritized, based on the data, of what was actually happening with the virus. Forget about the fact that 90% of the people that died were obese. And I'm being kind The reality is we all die. Everybody dies. Life is finite. So uh, other states and politicians use that excuse to take away all of our rights and freedoms. And now when it comes time for this vaccine, they're going to shove it down our throats. And we all know where this is going. It's like Orwell was writing the script. But Ron DeSantis took the took the uh, initiative to say, "Okay, seniors are the highest percentage of people at risks. Let's solve that problem. And from from November or from December to now, he has vaccinated. Florida has vaccinated 67 percent of seniors. Sixty seven percent of seniors have been vaccinated. So as you, you know, you look at these Democrats and they can't really talk about the the facts that we just talked about, whether it's the financial calamity the Democrats have or the corruption like Loretta Hospital. You all remember Loretta Hospital where they were they were guilty of selling the vaccine right here in good old Chicago. Democrat on Democrat crime. That didn't seem to bother anybody. That did not make the 60 minutes hit piece. But what did make the 60 minute hit piece was Ron DeSantis and what I think is the only state run properly in the country. The only one. So what happened was there is a reporter, and I'm sure she's going to be fantastic. Her name is Sharon Alfonsi, and she is clearly going to be the next Leslie Stahl. Why? Well, she's deceptive, and she's a propagandist who's not willing to fraud. And that, in today's Pravda, we call the media, means a bright, bright future. So she was literally, they literally, for for 60 minutes cut off the first half of what Ron DeSantis DeSantis said to make him look as if he was involved in a pay-to-play scheme. Now, this is where it's my favorite. So Ron DeSantis is in a pay-to-play scheme because Publix and the founder of, or the the heiress to, to Publix had given him a campaign contribution. But all that other stuff where Joe Biden and his family have amassed tens, if not hundreds of millions by prostituting government, no big deal. Clinton Foundation, nothing to worry about. 
the irony is it's it, it's 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 so offensive you have to almost laugh as you hear these clips we wanted to ask Governor DeSantis about the deal, but he declined our request for an interview. We caught up with him south of Orlando. Publix, as you know, donated... A- now, here's the, the thing. She approaches him. He's in a hangar giving a news conference to other news organizations. I mean, it is so bad that I don't even believe her when she says he denied the interview. That's how. That's how... The low integrity that this particular organization, 60 Minutes, and I say this to you and it pains me. As a child, this was my favorite show. I remember being a kid waiting for this to come on. It has now fallen to where, in this story, beyond the shadow of a doubt, they are lying. $100,000 to your campaign, and then you rewarded them with the exclusive rights to distribute the vaccination in So first of all, what you're saying is wrong. How how is that not pay to play? That's a fake narrative. I met with the county mayor. I met with the administrator. I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County, and I said... Here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the publics. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. So but Melissa that. McKinley, the county commissioner in the Glades, told us the governor never met with her about the public's deal. You know what they leave off this story? They're Democrats. This county's a Democrat county. They never leave that off. And they, they, they also leave off the fact that the health commissioner, so the accusation, I'll give you the, the, the cliff notes on this. The accusation of this is because there's Palm Beach, which is rich, and West Palm Beach, which is not rich. The accusation is this is racism. When the reality is, the health commissioner for West Palm Beach admitted that she screwed up when it came to the vaccines. Not only didn't she order them, but what she did order, they left out and it went bad. So this is the hit piece you're watching to imply that Ron DeSantis and Florida in general is racist. The criticism is that it's pay to play. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative and you don't care about the facts because obviously I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. And so it's clearly not. Isn't there the nearest public? No, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yes, sir. That's actually a fact. But, But through the narrative of editing, 60 minutes left off the first part of his press conference where he states Publix was not the first. In fact, Publix was the third. It was two organizations that clearly didn't donate to him. In fact, they donate to Democrats, CVS and Walgreens. So first of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. That's, that, that's a fake narrative. So first of all, when we did the, the first pharmacies that had it were CVS and Walgreens, and they had a long-term care mission. So they were going to the long-term care facilities. They got vaccine in the middle of December. They started going to the long-term care facilities the third week of December to do LTCs. So that was their mission. That was very important, and we trusted them to do that. As we got into January, we wanted to expand the distribution points. So, yes, you had the counties, you had some drive-through sites, you had hospitals that were doing a lot. But we wanted to get it into communities more. So we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart. Obviously, CVS and Walgreens had to finish that mission. And we said, we're going we're gonna to use you as soon as you're done with that. For the Publix, they were the first one to raise their hand, say they were ready to go. And you know what? We did it on a trial basis. I had three counties. I actually showed up that weekend and talked to seniors across four different publics. How was the experience? Is this good? Should you think this is a way to go? And it was 100% positive. So we expanded it, and then folks liked it. Through selective editing, what I just played you was left out of the hit piece by 60 Minutes. This is... This is This is fraud. 
There is no other word than fraud. And what will be the repercussions? What are the consequences of these actions? A rating bump. That's just the reality of how it works. I want you to hear the rest of it. I can tell you, if you look at a place like Palm Beach County, they were kind of struggling at first in terms of the senior numbers. I went, I met with the county mayor, I met with the administrator, I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County, and I said, here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the publics. We can do this. They calculated that 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. So we did that. And what ended up happening was you had 65 Publix in Palm Beach. Palm Beach is one of the biggest counties, one of the most elderly counties. We've done almost 75% of the seniors in Palm Beach. And the reason is because you had the strong retail footprint. So our... uh, 75% of the seniors in that county. 66% in the state, the most well-run state in the country. And it's under assault from the media. Now, she didn't have to go far to go to Cuomo and figure out what happened with the seniors and how many he killed or how many interns he molested. She didn't have to go far for for a political scandal. Yet, she wanted to. Why? Because Washington, D.C., and the failed states, all of which are bailed out by the states like Florida, the welfare states like the one I'm broadcasting from right now, the Democrat hub of corruption and failure, once called Illinois, instead of the sewer that it is. Why not go to those states where the scandals are on the corner in every corner? You know, like when I first started the show, 41 people shot in in Chicago, 41 since the first. It's only the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Scandals are really the Republican states, those bad Republicans. They're terrible. Yet their states to be the only ones that give you the money. The other welfare states, like the one I'm broadcasting you from. Now, listen, I don't know in what way you can hold these media companies accountable. They're, they're beyond reproach because they're licensed by the government they're lying for. You're looking at where Pravda wanted to be in the Soviet Union. So, you know, I want to know what you think. How do you think we can hold them accountable? 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and your comments after this. I don't know. Every time I get this aggravated, I just keep remembering when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. Now's the time. You know, I go in the break room or I go in the, in the other room and they got YouTube on because we're on YouTube. You could find it on Sean Thompson show. And there's these idiots, these idiots, and they hide behind these fake names. They don't have the courage or the testicle fortitude to put their own name on the screen. And the guy goes, oh, I wonder if we're going to get an upbeat show. That could only be a moron that lives in the sewer of Chicago, probably some scumbag that works some contract with the, with the, the city of Chicago where he just pours Drano down the drain and gets 9000 a month. It's one of these scumbags, because if you're happy with this, if you think this is how government in America should be run, if you think that this is how the media, the First Amendment was meant to be utilized in a country that was supposed to be uncorruptible, and you're an idiot, and I want to break the ties that bind. Really, that's the point I'm at. I don't want my money going to pay for their health care. Why can't we just separate? I don't want to have these trillions of dollars shoved down my throat. I don't want them. You take the taxes. You take the problem. I've decided you're full of it. From your Social Security to your Medicaid to your stamps and all the rest of it. 
and that, and and including Obamacare. Go your own way. We'll go, I'll go my way. We'll take amongst ourselves. Republicans and Democrats, everybody go to their own corner. Otherwise, it's a mobocracy. If these scumbags can keep lying at every turn, here you have prima facie evidence of failure and success. Yet 60 Minutes, a news show, renowned for, I don't know how many years, it's got to be 60 years. Here they are, absolutely and totally lying. It's a lie what this dimwit said. And what's going to happen? I'm going to have to watch her age into, into the Crypt Keeper like I did Leslie Stahl in high def TV, for God's sakes. Phil, Villa Park. Hi, Phil. Hey, Sean. Yes. Just want to tell you, you want, I'm tired of uh, politicians lying to me and uh, never telling the truth. I've got a solution. When a politician gets elected to office, they automatically take an oath that every single time they're in front of a microphone and the public's going to hear it, they are legally under oath and subject to perjury if they lie to us. Phil, oath, oaths can only be given by people with honor. A, a liar can never give you an oath. He's a liar by nature. And, and to your point, they all, when they're elected into office, they swear to uphold the Constitution, yet they've undermined it. We don't have a Constitution. So I don't talk about it anymore. You're hard-pressed to get me to talk about it because you know what? It doesn't work. It didn't stop anything. It didn't stop Social Security. It didn't stop welfare programs or Medicaid. It didn't stop Obamacare. And by the way, it didn't stop slob politicians who look like a beanbag with a pumpkin on it named Pritzker from shutting down our lives. It didn't work. We don't have it. Let's stop pretending. That's the one thing I want to do different from everybody else. I'm not going to make you pretend there's some mystical, magical document hidden away in a treasure box that's going to save you. It ain't going to happen. Thank you for the call, though. Butch, Homestead, Florida. Hey, it's Butch. Hi, Butch. Me and hey, we're hey, all excited John. for you. Oh, thank you. I'm a big fan on your show. I thank love um, since you took over. I think you're so smart and you have so much good on to say about um, issues and everything like that. And I appreciate you oh, on the you. Florida. Yeah, and I've been I've been living in Florida and Homestead, and I know this state to get a bad name. Say stupid people is in Florida and everything like that. I just move out on here, but I appreciate you standing oh. up for it. I think you have so much smart things to say I, on the, on the radio, Butch. Not only do I appreciate it, I got a cousin named Butch. So when you first said it, when you first opened up, oh. I thought you were my cousin calling to heck, heckle me. So thank you very much oh, for the phone call, yeah, cousin and Butch. I appreciate it very much. And here's the other thing I want you to remember, Butch. I get that all the time when I first went down to Florida. I had a bunch of Chicagoans making fun of Florida. I'll tell you what, I've been down there for seven years, living down there for one and a half. I have yet to have a weekend when 30 Floridians are shot. Yet. Yet in Chicago, which is big as a minute, it's the size of a dime, how many people got shot over the weekend? That's utopia. Utopia. The scandals, the thievery, the failure, the bankruptcy. That's all brought to you by Democrats, baby. Here's an idea. Here's an idea for all of the people who didn't like Trump and all the, all the, all the so-called Republicans. Let's vote for this scumbag, Joe Biden. 50-year political whore. And by the way, he's got a son with a little bit of crackhead problem. But you'll never guess what? He's an economic renaissance man. We spoke with Hunter Biden about whether his business dealings ever crossed a line. No. That's a news organization, too. Where was, uh, where was what's her name? Miss Alfonsi. Where was Alfonsi? Good for nothing. That's where they are. Bart, in the car. Hey, Daddy-O, how's it going? Splendid. 
Hey, listen, man, here's the thing. Upbeat? I find you to be terribly upbeat. When you talk about Florida or cigars or your daughters or your, your wife, your well, businesses. How about, well, how about America what it's supposed to be? America what it's supposed to be. I used to be upbeat all the time. Right up until these stupid well, yeah, son of a you dogs talk about gave away my country. I think you're... When you talk Constitution, you're unremittingly positive about those things. But being upbeat doesn't mean switching off your intellect and pretending that this isn't a garbage heap. It does when you're you know, a Democrat. It's not the same thing. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Kidding me? Yeah, it's going to be going to be all right, but this place is going down. It's, it's bad. Absolutely, Bart. And here's the other thing. The people who are upbeat when the government is, is, is abusing other citizens, those are the covetous scum that could vote in good conscience for a government that did not honor the individuality and the unalienable rights of the American citizen. That's just some scumbag who, for the first time in his useless life, feels like the people that do well are going to get theirs. And that's a scumbag. 312-642-5600. So uh, one of the things that uh, they keep away from me is the clicker, and CNN is on. I know it's not called the clicker. I call it the clicker, damn it. CNN is on. They, got, they have Pete Buttigieg, who is the transportation secretary, or so they say. It's a pretend payoff. Because he walked aside, he stepped back, and he endorsed this 80-year-old diaper-wearing dimwit. So now you get a little walking around money. You get to pretend you're somebody. By the way, on Friday, he got caught pretending to bike to work as they pulled over a block away. Did you see it? Oh, it's the best. Out of the Tahoe with the three security guards. Here, here, Pete, here's your bike. Now pretend to be like you're riding to work. Cindy Luhu. I can't help it. You ever see the Luhus? Am I the only one that watched uh, the Grinch that stole Christmas? How they all had their nose tucked in the air? That's exactly what he looks like to me. This child of nothing who knows nothing about anything and cannot wait to bury the future in debt. They have no clue about what they're doing. But what they do know is once this thing gets passed, that $1.9 trillion that they haven't burned through, they didn't even burn through the trillion that Trump passed, they can't wait to keep going. Can't wait to keep going. So now every dimwit with a job for the government who looks to pay off their constituents or bring a little money home and sprinkle the infield to their donors, they're going to promote it. Well, that's going to be a nice segue into my favorite one of all, AOC, because at least if we're going to have a Marxist moron spewing propaganda and BS, at least she doesn't have to be repulsive on the eyes. Sounds to me, from what I hear you saying tonight, that on this one, what may happen is that President Biden may say, listen, today in Pittsburgh, I want two point two five trillion over eight years. But when it lands in the House, you and your colleagues may say two point two five trillion is a starting point. But this needs to be. These are dimwits. Two point two five trillion is a starting point. The entire conservative movement, Barry Goldwater and the bunch of them, the whole idea that we that government had been growing beyond control and it was corrupt was because after World War II, they went to town. And you know what the total was? The total. Eighty billion dollars. Eighty billion dollars started a movement that swept the country. Look at how stupid we are. Look at how stupid we are. This is two point two five trillion. It's a starting point. And who's going to be in charge? You're going to love it. Why not? The bartender. She's perfectly qualified. By the way, I was a bartender. I just worked my way up through actual having to succeed with knowledge I used. I used my money. I'm very proud of that. I never, ever would use anybody else's. These people, they're burning generations yet to be born. 
This is 100 years of darkness, what they're doing to this country. A, a bigger bill, this needs to get larger before the Senate even gets a look at it. Is it fair to ex- expect that oh. that may be the way this goes? Absolutely. (laughs) You know, if we could wave a magic wand and there and progressives in the House were able to name any number and get it through, um, which obviously isn't the case. But if we're looking at ideals and what we think is the actual investment that can create tens of millions of good union jobs in this country, Union, union jobs, tens of millions of good union jobs in this country. This is about destroying any idea of private property, private businesses, and private ownership. So I was thinking about this on the way in. It took them 70 years, 80 years to really undermine American principles and Americanism. How did they do it? They did it after World War II. The greatest mistake of Milton Friedman's life was that he had helped them figure out how to tax us in our paycheck. So in other words, when you work, they take your taxes out every week, every week, every week. That was passed as an emergency after World War II. Why has that never been challenged? You see, the way you, you rip anything apart, and the way you demolish it correctly, is you take it apart the way it was built. Any good demolition company will tell you that. So it's time that we remove these cornerstones of tyranny that Democrats call our, 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 our government, because it's not the way it was supposed to be. Remove it the way they put it in. Number one proposal from the Sean Thompson show. Take, stop taking taxes out of the paychecks of Americans. Period. End of story. Because you've got a bunch of morons out there that think that they're, they're, they're lucky to have what you don't take. So right then and there, let's stop that. Everybody has paid the gross number, and they have to pay the way businesses have to pay. So they could feel the pain the way business people feel the pain. Let's get people engaged a little bit. Maybe you'll stop getting people that vote away not only their money, but their freedom and the freedom of their neighbors. Let's start the way it happened. So 101, all taxes are not to be taken out of paychecks. Taxes are to be filed quarterly, biannually, annually, whatever you want, but stop taking it out weekly. So this is how dimwits like this got in charge to spend hundreds of years. This is the future that she's spending. You're not talking about billions. You're not even talking hundreds of billions. You're talking trillions of dollars. And this idiot with the giggle, she wants to do 10. Shore up our health care, our infrastructure, our housing and doing it in a way that draws down our carbon emissions to help us get in line with the IPCC standards. There you go. Now the, now the carbon emissions. This is the, my favorite part. Not only have they have they lied that somehow a, a fundamental block of fo- photosynthesis is bad for everything. Now, when I breathe out, it's terrible. Tax me. Please take away my money. Right. This is what these idiots want you to believe. We just had a year of the lowest emissions in record history that they've been keeping track of this BS measuring tool of tyranny. The lowest ever because nobody w- w- left the house. The whole country. How are you going to beat this year? Because it isn't about what they tell you. It's about making you pay. Because Ocasio-Cortez and the rest of the Democrat mafia just want to bring those sacks home. They want to go back to their area with wheelbarrows full of money to give to make sure that they're elected again and again and again. Just like Chicago, Illinois. What a town. Boy, is it run great. We're talking about realistically uh, $10 trillion over 10 years. And um, I know that may be an eye-popping figure for some people, but we need to understand that we are in a devastating economic moment. 
millions of people in the United States are unemployed. We have a truly crippled health care system. And that you crippled it. You, Barack Obama and the rest of your mafia crippled the health care system. And what's your answer to keep beating it while it's down? Planetary crisis on our hands. Planetary crisis. Never let them go by fast. They talk fast, like a Western Avenue car salesman, undercoating. Before you know it, you got a jalopy you shouldn't have paid 500 for, and you're making payments for the next seven years. That's what these idiots sell. What do you mean? All of a sudden, it's the biggest history. It's catastrophic. It's universal. We have to fix it. Well, are the other countries going to participate? No. Okay, so then we're going to participate. We've been shut down for a year. It's never been worse. Not good enough. Now we got to take your money. In the history of the world. So we can do $10 trillion. Sure. That is a thing of political imag- uh, imagination. However, even when you break it up in that, into, into those two parts, what's important to remember is that this actually isn't just a progressive versus a moderate issue. You have some of the most conservative members of the Democratic caucus, uh, like Joe Manchin, that have even signaled support for a four trillion. Because Joe Manchin's an idiot. Joe Manchin, there's no such thing as a conservative Democrat anymore. Conservative Democrats, you know what they're called? Republicans. That's all that we have left. Are the, are the neo-Marxist frauds like this idiot and the, and the conservative uh, Democrats like old lady face Mitch McConnell. There's your choices. And that's why. Could you imagine being another country and you have to you have to trade on our dollar? Why? She's telling you right now they're going to print up 10 trillion more. Can you why is the rest of the world putting up with this? Because these. Democrats now, these these so-called peaceful uh, uh, new American Democrats, they're expanding simultaneously our presence in any nation, in any continent that would dare wiggle against our abuse of our own dollar. This is economic sabotage. These are not policies. This is meant to explode so that we can rebuild under one Marxist government rule. That's what's going on right here. Pay attention and make some phone calls. 312-642-5600. All right, so the uh, writing is on the wall, so to speak. I'm going to tell you what's coming. A carbon tax. I think a carbon tax, I think you'll see it by July. Because they have to pass it now. They have to talk about it very quickly. I want your predictions. Will a carbon tax pass? And when do you predict they start to talk about it? I say... Right after April 15th. I'm calling April 15th. They talk about it. Pass it by July 1st. 312-642-5600. I want your predictions on if I'm wrong, too. Maybe it's not a carbon tax. What other tax do you see? Because what they're doing now is just an excuse of taxation. See, this is why when uh, you hear people come on and they talk about populism or the Republican rebuttal, nobody ever talks about who the bad guy is in the entire story of world economics, of monetary abuse of its citizens and the other countries that trusted it. I, I dare to say I'm the only host on, on conservative radio that tells you in the world of economic warfare, we are the bad guy. We are the double-crossing rat snakes that lied to everybody, including the citizens. What is happening is such an abuse of of just authority in general, but of governance, 
This is a, a government that is openly saying we will print, lie, cheat, and steal on every economic front in order to damn the future into slavery. Because I'm going to tell you what, if you've ever earned money, if you've ever tried to earn money, if you ever have aspirations of your kids earning money, you do realize these numbers are guaranteed slavery. And to prove my point, Janet Yellen pushes a global minimum corporate tax. Who the hell is she? Mrs. Doubtfire, the freak, transgendering Fauci. Who is she to come up with new ideas? And I know I'm a little aggressive today. I had a friend of mine text me between the show. He's like, oh, boy, are you angry today? Well, I went two days. Well, I had to watch them destroy my country without saying anything. Now, I've only got a steering wheel with teeth marks in it for a reason. So you're going to have to deal with it. Here's Janet Yellen, Mrs. Doubtfire, transgendering Fauci with a new idea. President Biden's proposals announced last week call. Okay, I mean, she makes AOC sound good. All right, let's try it again. President Biden's proposals announced last week call for bold domestic action, including to raise the U.S. minimum tax rate and renewed international engagement, recognizing that it's important to work with other countries to end the pressures of tax competition. And So in other words, what she wants to do is fix the world so that there's nowhere that isn't paying these exorbitant taxes. This is America. <laughs> I mean, this is right out of the Soviet Union playbook. Corporate tax base erosion. We're working with G20 nations to agree to a global minimum corporate tax rate oh, that can stop God. the race to the bottom. Stop the race Together, to the we can use a global minimum tax to make sure the global economy thrives based on a more level playing field. No, the global the government. taxation of multinational corporations and spurs innovation, growth, and prosperity. <laughs> How are we going to spur all that? Well, we're going to take their money. Oh, I see what you mean. See, because what she's not telling you is the IMF, the G20, they're extorted. They're extorted. We bought them off. We threaten them with killing them and blowing them up if they don't use our dollar. Then once they use our dollar, we tell them how it's going to be. This is like that meeting where they got all the mobsters in New York. Remember, they got all the gangsters around the world. This is a gangster government. This is an American government. This is a representative republic. This isn't built on any of the principles of Americanism. This is gangsterism, baby. And look at who the gangsters are. Some transgendering freak with that little haircut from the paint guy can. You know, I'm talking about the Dutch boy. She looks just like an old Dutch boy. Rob, Ukrainian village. Hey, uh, I don't think you're thinking large enough if we're talking taxes. How long until we get a value-added tax where they can, you know, so they can really hit us up at every step you got of it. production? Thing. Rob, I took you, and I got to go to a break. We got it, baby. We got value-added taxes. Don't pretend we don't. It's called sales tax. And if you think I'm wrong, why do people in Cook County go to DuPage County? All right, when we get back, uh, I've got... The author of a book, where is he? You know, I like him. His name is Steve Dacey. I think that's how you pronounce it. That's good enough. I'm from Chicago. Nobody expects me to pronounce their name right. Steve Dace, is a, uh, he has a show on Blaze TV. He's the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, The Fauci Bargain. It doesn't say this, but I'm wondering if the subtitle is how 
80-year-old technocrats destroyed America, its freedom, and the principles of Americanism. We'll see if I can get him to workshop that in maybe volume two. We'll be back after this. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I can't help it. I like that song. I want to let it play. I just love it. One thing I love, too, is that we have, uh, even though it doesn't look good, it looks like we're the super minority, um, especially when it comes to media. And when you examine things like the 60-minute hit piece, we're from Chicago. We got about 99% of the media is spewing Marxist propaganda, pretending to be Democrats. There are a couple organizations out there that are putting up a fight. One of them is Blaze TV. And I am excited to bring on Steve Dace, host of Steve Dace Show on Blaze TV. Steve, I hope I didn't butcher your last name, but I have to tell you, it's unusual. I love it. No, brother, you got it right. I mean, we've been spelling it wrong, I guess, for a century, but you pronounced it correctly. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, Steve, you are now on the resume, number one Amazon bestseller. It's kind it- of amazing when you consider we actually hit number one before we even got on the number one cable news show in the country, Tucker Carlson, before we even started talking to hosts in major markets like you around the country and uh, started our publicity tour. I, I uh, spent 45 minutes on Washington Journal on C-SPAN this morning lobbying a, a full frontal assault on Karen Stan. It was a mass casualty event, uh, event Sean. We incinerated every cul-de-sac Subaru with a coexist bumper <laughs> sticker in the process. It was phenomenal. Uh, and so this thing has just uh, taken on a viral life of its own, and I think it shows – you know, over the weekend, we had my book and Shannon Breen's book on Women of the Bible were the top two selling books over the weekend. And I think our book sold more units than any book in America. Last week, we're, we're higher than Hunter Biden, which may shock people that you can get higher than Hunter <laughs> Biden. And, and so we are... Stay away from uh, your sister-in-law. <laughs> I think it's a testimony, Sean, in all seriousness, that people want their dang country back and they want some answers that are long overdue. So it's called the Faucian Bargain. The most powerful, dangerous bureaucrat in America. Now, here's the problem. I mean, I, I know we just know we, we just met each other, but I like it right away. I could tell. So I'm going to give you, you know, some some little tips here. The most powerful 80 year old, 50 year hack bureaucrat, I think, is what I would have went with. But I, I do respect your choices here. Well, when you consider everybody in your audience, Sean, and I mean everybody, every home in your audience, every business every school, every place of worship, every aspect of our lives has essentially been under the thumb, under the control of one individual that absolutely nobody voted for. I don't care who it is. That's dangerous. It's anathema to the founding of the country. 
but on top of the fact that he's also been terrible at this, horribly inconsistent to ineffective, as we chronicle in our book, Fauci and Bargain, it has shown more footnotes than pages. We brought receipts. I don't just go down to the Valley of Elo with five smooth stones, brother. I bring footnotes and references. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and we bury him, essentially. We hoist him from his own petard with his own incorrect predictions, his own ineffective uh, inaccurate analysis, models, et cetera. And, and we're left with how did this happen? Uh, you'll note when you look at the book, several current elected officials have endorsed this book. And, and what they need to do now, frankly, particularly if they serve in Washington, as several of them do, we need a 9-11 style tribunal to get to the bottom of whatever this was in the last year. Because a small percentage of this was about dealing with the worst pandemic since the Hong Kong flu, maybe the worst since the Spanish flu in a century. A small percentage of it is about that. And the rest of it is about a lot of other things, all of them bad. And Steve, here's the here's the problem I have. It's such a culture of corruption. I don't want them to do these pretend tribunals. They do nothing. They lead to nothing. They are good for nothing. The reality is I am I am still amazed. I call him my Auntie Mary because I had an Auntie Mary that looked like him, but was twice the man Fauci is. So Auntie Mary (laughs) has been able to. Now, this is supposedly a doctor. And I'm old, Steve. This son of a gun got the job when I was one years old. He's been there since 1968. I don't know a human mm-hmm. being that would want Dr. Fauci to stick his finger in the dog's moon, let alone shut down the entire country. I can't believe this man and a bureaucrat in this country supposedly built on freedom had the power to do this to me. Is there any end in sight as it doesn't uh, seem it, to matter? It, you know, I live in Iowa which has been one of the freest countries, or freest countries, Freudian slip, one of the freest states in the country uh, for the better part of the last year. But here's what I learned on C-SPAN this morning. The, you know, it's the, it's the line that Loki uses in the first Avengers movie, you were made to be ruled. The amount of Americans, Sean, that no longer want to be, the amount of people that are dying to be subjugated, that cannot wait to be dictated to, You know, a a couple of weeks ago, they had one of the largest protests in the history of the United Kingdom over their COVID restrictions. And if you've been following what's going on over there, basically Boris Johnson has lost his damn mind. All right. And uh, and their people just have have had enough. And you keep thinking, wow, the country we rebelled against to get our freedom has reached its last nerve before we did. I, I would have figured last summer when we watched all these fake peaceful protests and 47 funerals for a drug addict that once pointed a gun at a pregnant woman's stomach. I figured the rest of law-abiding America would have said, all right, we're done here. Thank you. Point made uh, back to America. And instead, that's not the case. There's a lot of people that after giving up the schools and education uh, and letting them essentially become the spirit of the ages youth ministry for a generation, there's a lot of people that have been conditioned uh, to some form of enslavement, and they can't wait for it. it you know, I, I just watched again with my kids yesterday. Uh, you know, I have teenagers now, and so we thought for family movie night it might be fun to go and watch the first Lego movie that they we all loved when they were little. And it was so funny, Sean, to watch this movie seven years later. Man, this movie is speaking some prophecy. All right, the lead character has no original thoughts, doesn't know what to do without instructions. His favorite restaurants are all the national chain restaurants. He has no original ideas. His goal is to conform and fit in with everybody else. You know, there was a great Babylon Bee headline this morning. Man who agrees with literally every corporation is convinced he's part of the resistance. 
And, brother, that is exactly where we're at right now. Yeah, because I don't know if you're talking about old lady face Mitch McConnell or, or Joe Biden. It fits both of them. And the, that the problem well, is one of them is... came out and, and defended Fauci today, of all people, Mr. Root and Branch. Yeah. Root and Branch. Uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, there is not a more fitting character witness yet. It is amazing to me that we are still in this position where, by whim, we are talking about having passports, vaccination passports. Now, I have to tell you, brother, I'm from an old neighborhood that if I want one of these passports, believe me, I'm going to get one, regardless of the vaccine. But And the government has picked up on something, and I saw it happen really kind of during the election year, where they give that old mobster innuendo threat, where they don't have to come out and say it. I saw this with Facebook. I saw this with Twitter as the Democrats were questioning the owners of these companies. Now, here's the thing. A lot of a lot of people on our side of the aisle don't think and they want to blame the individuals who own the companies without looking back at the at the Senate hearings and listening to the threats, both veiled and obvious by Democrats to simply demand that the, any party aside from the Democrat Party and any information be be mitigated, be stripped and be removed. So these companies bended knee because at that time it looked like he was going to win and they didn't want to be on the losing side of that gamble. Now, here we are on this side. And now Fauci, after threatening companies to, to use passports or threatening America, now says from Mount High, I don't think we're going to have to do the vaccination passports. After telling basically the, the, the captains of industry and the airlines in the travel, you're going to do it on your own. Do you think I'm way off base or you think that I'm right in where we're no, going? Brother, my, my birth name is Anania. OK, and so my ancestors came over here from Sicily at the turn of the century. So I, I, I think I hear you knocking and I'm coming in. All yeah. right. This is the this is the classic scene in the mobster movie where they say, boy, this is a. This is a real nice uh, general story you've got here on the war. It would be a shame if something happened to it. Exactly. It's, a, it's a good thing it won't have to start on fire. It's under our protection. Exactly. Right? That's, what you're, that's exactly that's right. That's exactly what you're defining here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. And, and, and that's a form of gangster government. And, you know, and this is something, and I will confess to your audience, Sean, I mean, I, this is something I was slow to come to. Um, because I got into this, you know, inspired by the Russell Kirks and the Thomas Souls of the world. Uh, you know, I take my Christian faith seriously. I want to, I want to go into the arena. I want to be like Paul of the Areopagus. And I want to, I want to win the argument, you know, against the Stoics uh, there. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, that's what fires me up. And, and ultimately I had to come to the, the conclusion in the last couple of years that that is sort of, I, I had become sort of a, a, a the Lindsay, the Leslie Nielsen character in a naked gun where I'm out here shouting for process and philosophical points Meanwhile, they're literally lighting my way of life on fire. And I think that, that we all have to come to this point now on our side where we have to admit that there's really now, there, this is a cold civil war. And, and really the argument now isn't even so much right versus left. You got Naomi Wolf, of all people, the longtime feminist author, writer, appearing regularly on Fox News to decry this. This is, this is really now a, about about your own way of life, and, 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 and two worldviews are walking in to a steel cage here, and only one of them is going to walk out. And you're playing against people who, you know, their, their political philosophy is, I like it when my side wins and your side loses. Mm-hmm. And we'll do absolutely anything we, we can in order to make that occur. Now, my faith doesn't allow me 
to go to certain lengths that they're willing to go to, but it certainly permits me to go to more lengths than we have been willing to go to in recent years. And I think our time, our side needs to understand that the rules of engagement here need to be expanded. I'm not saying we exchange nerve gas with mustard gas. But I am saying maybe our phasers shouldn't be set to stun any longer. So now you made a confession. I'm going to make a confession. I have to admit, didn't read the book, but I'm looking forward to reading my signed copy, if you get my drift. <laughs> However, I, uh, <laughs> I want to know in the book, do you tackle the decades of inadequacy and failure we call Auntie Mary the Fouch? We do allude to the age crisis and you can if you're old enough to remember that, a lot of the scare tactics you're seeing now, you're going to get from a, a, to- a toilet seat, uh, you're going to get from touching people, it's going to invade the heterosexual community. I was graduating you know, high of- school when that happened, brother. You know how many times, you know how hard it was to then move forward and exhibit my manhood in this neighborhood? I had a bunch of scared women, and the guys were scared. It was very hard to get lucky when I was a kid due to this misinformation. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey predicted 50% of heterosexual males would have AIDS by the year 2000. But go ahead. Right. Right. We do touch on that a little bit uh, to show that there is a past record here, that, that, that this is a playbook that has been utilized in the past. But given the uniqueness of this situation, that this is the first time anybody has ever really experienced anything like this. And I also think this, Sean, and we make this point in the introduction to the book. If he had retired five years ago, you know, I think a lot of people don't know that he's He'd have been 75. Old. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, if he had re- if he had retired five or ten years ago, it would have been somebody else, Sean. It might have been Debbie Bedazzle, your face shield, Burks. It might have been Francis Collins. This is the system. He is a mere construct of it. He is, he is, uh, he is the, the manifestation of the Leviathan. He is not yeah. the Leviathan himself. So if he, were, he would have gone away, it would have just been somebody else. They're just a different personality, but a lot of the exact same machinations. And I think that's important for audiences like yours to understand is that it's, this, is a, this issue is bigger than Anthony Fauci. He's merely, he's merely the, the bizarro neo of this matrix. I want your prediction before I let you go. Will we be better off this year or will we face yet another shutdown because, I, because government is addicted to the power? Will they ever give it back? I've never seen them give back power once they've taken it. I think we're better off. We're going to be better off this year, and you're already seeing it. And if there's anything good that can come from Dementia Joe winning the White House, which you're seeing, and you're not seeing it in your state, which has had one of the worst lockdowns in the country. But, what, you know, uh, throughout this process, a lot of red states, other than Georgia, Iowa, and Florida, were very, very hesitant to get out ahead of the, of the White House's language on this. And, and, and the White House, for too long, tried to kind of walk the fence here, straddle the line, abrogate its messaging and platforming to Fauci until it was too late. They brought Atlas in. And I think now that, it, that essentially the Democrats own all of this with Biden and the White House, you're already seeing red states get much more aggressive about rolling back restrictions, rolling back emergency orders. I think that process will continue. I think the lockdown argument has actually been won. And the real argument now is over the mask. That is the talisman of the state religion. That is the idol. And I think that's the battle that we're going to be waging in these in, 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 the, in, in this and the ensuing months. He's Steve Dace, host of the Steve Dace Show on Blaze TV. I'm a new fan, Steve. I'll be checking it out. And I'm also going to go to Amazon, although I don't know how to buy the signed one. I'll just wait for you to send it here to the station. Thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate it.
You got it, Sean. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. All right. Wonderful. We'll be back with your phone calls. I want to ask you people, can the CDC earn back your trust? 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. Too many mistakes. Too many wrong predictions. Just incompetence on display. CDC making it up as they go along. And I'm not even talking about our own here in uh, Chicago where I have to look at Dr. Dryheave and the pediatrician as they rule our lives and take away our businesses. I'm talking federal. Fauci is a joke to me. It's a joke. In what business climate does some employee get to overtake all operations of the business? None. But yet some government bureaucrat, and by the way, he should have retired 20 years ago. What the hell is he doing working still? I mean, after all, they got their cream puff pension. But I'm sure when the dissection of exactly what broke America is done, they're going to find out how many of these bureaucrats, these politicians and these lobbyists made an absolute fortune on investments around this vaccine. I'm telling you, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's always about the money. CDC has zero credibility to me. None. In fact, during the break, I don't know if anybody else was hearing. Now they say, don't worry, you don't have to wipe off the counters and the handles with the disinfectant. It doesn't do any good. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Keith in Austin, Texas. Or I'm sorry, Kevin, excuse me. Yeah, I was calling what, who's the guy, what was his name before he was talking? Steve Dice. Yeah, Mr. Dice. So he's saying that we're in a... Uh, Dacey. Cold, it's actually Dacey. Civil War. Yeah. Dacey, right. Yeah. So... We're a cold civil war. If we're in a cold civil war, we need soldiers on the ground. It's like, uh, the other thing I think about, it's like the, the resistance when France, when the Nazis came in. They got to be organized. They got to be, uh, know what their battle is. And what I think people need to do now is to find out who the Republican committeeman is or a captain, precinct captain is. If they don't know who it is, or if, they isn't, if there isn't one, they should become that precinct captain. you got to get those sword, soldiers in order. Kevin, now. I love this I mean, about it, you and about it, your calls. And i got to keep pushing. i got to keep pushing. No, now, no. the guy from Florida, it doesn't matter who the governor is. There's always going to be a di- – there might be a different tip of the spear that's going on right now. But you got to get the Army But let me ask you this. Okay, Kevin, this is perfect. You're from here, and you moved because yeah. you recognize the futility in it. Are you no, telling actually, me? Actually, I met I met a girl that we dated in grade school. Oh, she go. moved the down dating. here, and I followed her. All That's right. what I did. Okay, very, very good. Even better. So here's the reality. You know from being here the futility of the Illinois Republican Party. Am I supposed to join up with these guys? Hey, should I call that as, scumbag? As it's standing now. Now, if you're a precinct captain, you're the oh. one who determines policy and votes people in just so i don't have to call the pat brady's i don't have to call the durkins the other brady the fat one just so i don't have to call these guys up and say hey can you let me in your little country club you gotta vote if you're a precinct captain you got to vote on it that's the whole important that's the whole idea of people becoming the precinct captains you gotta say that every day because if that's in place kevin listen to those guys i like my idea separate republicans pay for republican bills Democrats play for, pay for Democrat bills. Done. End of story. By the way, all that stuff you lied about, Social Security, the Medicaid, all that stuff, Medicare, all that, that's over with, too. We're done. We're done with that. And you take it apart by the bricks in which they built this prison, this Rube Goldberg government prison, that I got some old lady 
telling me how much of my own money that I generate and I make that I could keep. And see, when you say old lady, it covers them all. I can't tell the little ladies from the, from, from the non-ladies anymore. Jeremy, St. John. Hey. How are you? Sean, how's it going? Good. So, anyway, yeah, no, I wouldn't trust the CDC as far as I could throw them. Uh, as, far as, I can, as far as I can tell, tied in with the WHO. Feeds back to the Gates Foundation. Just read an article this week, uh, former Pfizer VP condemning the vaccines. Mm-hmm. I've uh, already reached out to local uh, congressman and the governor uh, to stop this foolishness on um, vaccine passes. Jeremy, I want to get the shirts. My body, my choice. If it works so you could whack your kid, it should work so I don't have to put the vaccine in my arm. My body, my choice. This is ludicrous to me. That they have the ability to say to us what we must put into our body. I don't care what they tell me it is. Do I have to now put this in my body? And then the innuendo is, well, if you want to move around the country, you do. We're not going to leverage it to where we make a law. But what we will do is tell all these, these, these airline companies that we've been giving life called money to for the last year and a half. We're going to make sure they do it for us. I mean, it... it to see my country turn into Germany, East Germany, uh, it's, I'm having a problem with it. I'm having a problem with it. And I, I'm supposed to feel better about it because apparently there's 81 million morons. 81 million morons have destroyed my country. Now I'm supposed to say, oh, I guess we'll just see what you guys do. Oh, what do you want to do? You got any more ideas? I'm sure they do. We'll discuss that and more, and I'll take your calls when we get back. 312-642-5600. Hey, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? Yeah, the Fouch, CDC, Dr. Dryheave slash Outwardly, Outwardly, whatever her name is, the pediatrician from Oak Park who's now in control of the state of Illinois. It's just preposterous to me. And then, then the magic mystery cure of the vaccine. You know, it's funny. I, I was at uh, Mariano's today. I had to run this morning, and I wanted the girl to make the carrot juice. She said, no, no I'm, I'm on break. We don't we gotta come back in 15 minutes, but we have it over there. And I walked over to the, to the aisle with the uh, refrigerator. I opened it up, and it said, okay, carrot juice, and then it had an additive in it that I didn't recognize. I put it down. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to put it in my body. It was carrot juice. I didn't want to put it in my body. This, however, you're going to have to put it in your body. I mean, I, I, when Obamacare first hit, I, I sent $50 to the Christian scientists just to get the card, hoping I'd be exempt from penalty. That didn't work. But um, I watch news mainly outside of America because I want to be informed. And I saw this over the weekend in Australia. I want you to hear this. A new warning issued for COVID vaccine recipients is a Melbourne man is hospitalised. We're taking this very seriously. The 44-year-old presented to Box Hill Hospital with a fever and abdominal pain 10 days after vaccination. He was found to have clots and a very low platelet count, the symptoms similar to a condition reported in patients overseas. At this stage, it is still not clear whether this condition is related to the vaccination, but further urgent investigation is underway in the United Kingdom and in Europe. The Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation has released a statement advising consumers to be aware of common side effects including fever, sore muscles, tightness and headache. These usually start within 24 hours of vaccination. And See, but because there was really no testing, they don't know what it is. But the sheep among you, and there are sheep, mainly the idiots that voted for Biden, They will tell you to step and fetch. 
You don't have a right to your, to your own body, to your own opinion. You have to follow all the smart losers out there. That's what you have to do. So you can't question any of this. After all, the Democrats said it's good for you. And the Republicans, like that's supposed to matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter one iota. You have the right to your opinion. And the idea that we're being forced in this to get together is insane to me. So yesterday in that limey country run by a queen and a monarchy with the loyal slaves, they call themselves British. I want you to see what happened during an Easter service at a church. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, gathering is unfortunately lawful, unlawful under the coronavirus regulations we have currently. So during church, a couple of the bobbies come in with their stupid hats on and they tell you how now there's too many of you in church. Too many. You are not allowed to meet inside with this many people under law. At this moment in time, you need to go home, failure to comply with this direction to leave and go to your home address ultimately could lead you to be fined £200 or if you fail to give your details to you being arrested. I suggest, ladies and gentlemen, though it is quite a, it is Good Friday and I appreciate you would like to worship, that this gathering is unlawful, so please may you leave the building now. So that's unlawful. The police are breaking up services at church. They're threatening to break up parties. They're telling you how you're supposed to get together with your spouses. And the sheep, the useless sheep, who are so miserable with their own lives, they got the idea how to run everybody else's. They say, no, 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 it's okay, it's safe, it's a vaccine, take it. I, 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 I feel like it's not even America anymore. And as you look at the people around you, they're voting it away, right? They're the ones that support all of this tyranny all in the name of a better society. I say it's having the exact opposite effects. Arnold, West Chicago. Yeah, how you doing? I got a question. Uh, I was trying to figure out, uh, once you get a vaccine, aren't you going to automatically test positive for COVID? I don't think you have to automatically test positive. I think there have been. I've had this happen to me and my family. We had a, we had a, my, uh, a relative of mine got very sick after almost died, tested positive. Then the next right. test, the next test, six hours later, he was negative. But in in theory, what you're referring to is a vaccine is, in essence, a part of the disease that they feel you can handle. So you build up a tolerance to it. You know, it's the same kind of science they used. Uh, what about 245 years ago with smallpox? Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, well, are they right? Sure. It works on some people. It doesn't work. We're all different. And that's the thing, Arnold, that nobody wants to talk about. See, that's why I don't take medication, because we're all different. I, I don't want to be high. I don't want to be on painkillers. I don't want to be affected by medicine. I normally, I was told I had that right over my body. But as you listen to these low-life scumbags, they tell you, no, you don't. See, and you know, I have very simple rules in life. It boils down to very simple things. For instance, if you're dumb enough to vote for this 50-year political whore, do me a favor and shut your mouth. I don't want your opinion on soup let alone vaccines or what I'm supposed to put in my body. It's bad enough I have to listen to dimwits tell me about the economy like this bartender. Sounds to me from what I hear. Yeah, I don't want to hear it either. See, that's how I want to separate. If you're dumb enough not to see the scam or if you're corrupt enough to be in on it, go away from me. Cut all your bills and your taxes and let the people who support you, those jobless, clueless fools, who are willing to give up their freedom and their liberty to be servants for this idea of safety, let them have it with you. And then let us go and have our own ideas, the people who want the American principles and the individual life. 
where I don't have to be told by dimwits what my obligations are or supposedly what my prejudices are, right? Because everybody knows what everybody else's prejudices are. I have idiots that do that all day long. Idiots and losers. Joe Schomburg. Hey, what's happening, Sean? How are you? Thank you. Good, thank you. I got, I got a tagline for you, okay? I want you to keep it. It's yours, okay? All right. <laughs> Weekended Biden. Oh, yeah, that's been around for a while since he was running. They had, And they used to have it where it was Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi. Haven't you seen that? They're holding them up like weekend I, I at Bernie's. I never saw it, but it's all I could think about when I ever since I heard about this. You know why, Joe? Because it, it's a funny thing. I have around me in my family those 1960s Democrats, those same guys who voted for Kennedy and those same guys who you know, were kind of that more 60 Democrat versus the, the modern-day Marxist that they call Democrats. And when they saw this buffoon running, I'm talking about guys who voted Democrat their whole life. They said, you gotta, you got to be kidding me. People think this idiot could run anything? Joe Biden, and it's not just the fact that he's clearly suffering from dementia. He's clearly suffering from an illness. It's that for 47 years he was a political whore. It's all he's ever been. It's all he's ever going to be. Thank you, Joe. And you know what's funny? The Democrats who voted for this idiot, they could care less what, what Hunter Biden is now revealing. We spoke with Hunter Biden about whether his business dealings ever crossed a line, including work for a Ukrainian company that became a big issue in President Trump's first impeachment. Also, whether he regrets putting his father's political future at risk. The question of whether I would do it again, though, is no. You wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't. Because in his new memoir, Hunter Biden defends his decision to serve on the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma, while his father oversaw U.S. policy in the region. Now, here's the thing. If you're a Democrat, do you really think he was on the board? What do you think that those oligarchs did? You think they called him up and said, hey, dummy, put the crack pipe down. I want to know what you think about how we should price natural gas coming into the winter in the Ukrainian winter. What do you think? Where's your idea? Do you think that's what he did? But then again, you, didn't, you thought he was on the board of Amtrak at 21, this scumbag who dated his sister-in-law, then cheated on her with her sister the whole time being married. There's your guy. There's your Democrat Party. The more I think about it, the perfect face for a Democrat voter is Joe Biden, that dimwit, corrupt, inadequate fraud. 312-642-5600. That's terrible. See, I was angry because I, you know, two days without the radio and I'm back. And two hours feels like 20 minutes. I got packed lines. And uh, there's a reason I'm going to take John from Lincolnwood first. John, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Great. How are you, Sean? Very good. Your comment made me laugh out loud, brother. Go ahead. Oh, it's true. I mean, I first heard you on the radio on the Dan and Amy show when you substituted for Amy. And then I was just like, oh, God, this guy's a conspiracy guy. I can't stand him. <laughs> the more I listen to you, though, the more you make sense. And you're just great. I'm so happy you got your own show. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's just great. I, and you I, know what? I, I, I have to tell you. Go ahead. I got to tell you one thing, Sean. Hold on. Just real quick. That sign you put up in your cigar shop, uh, no Biden voters or whatever. Biden voters keep out. Yeah. You know what? God bless you. I don't smoke cigars, but I want to come and buy cigars from your shop. Uh, you come by me to coffee's free, but I got to tell you, John, what Misty wrote. <laughs> Used to hate you, but now can't wait to listen. So that got my comment. Thank you, John, for calling the show. I appreciate it because that's what I love. I love the original hate because you say what you, you know, a lot of times when I would fill in, what I would say would be, you know, perceived as a conspiracy or outrageous. And then what happened is it, it turned out to be true. Just like this Hunter Biden. This is so outrageous, it almost cannot be true. Yet it is. 
And the reality is, how could people born of a free country in a country that is built around you be turned into what you see today? It had to have been a conspiracy. The problem we have is that it worked. Jennifer and Madison. Hi, Sean. Hi. Yeah, I was thinking the perfect face for the Dems is uh, Hunter Biden's selfie in the dentist chair with his cracked, painted teeth and his crazy oh, eyes. Yeah, but a... nevertheless, he bounced back though for a guy know... that was on crack every fifteen minutes. He looks fantastic. Go ahead. Oh, Jesus! Oh, um, I was curious. Why, in your mind, do you think that people that have taken the vaccine versus people that haven't taken the vaccine? Why are the ones that have taken the vaccine just haters, 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 For, if you have different thoughts about it? Why in the world it's, is that their problem? In everybody, and this is humanity, this is the flaw of humanity, there is a desire to control everybody else. That's just the way it is. It's for the same reason people who meander around in life without ever really trying to do their best feel themselves Mm. to be victims. And all they grab satisfaction is is watching somebody else be controlled or be stripped away of money. You know, in my neighborhood, we all grew up poor, everybody. And there were 50 percent of the guys. I watched it with my own eyes. 50 percent of the guys were proud of strangers. They didn't even have to know you. But if they knew you came from our neighborhood and you did good, they loved you. And then there were those covetous guys, those covetous guys who knew if you did good or you had more than them, they just wanted to see you fail and get ripped down. That's humanity in general. It's the flaw. We're not angels. We're covetous people. That's why this was supposed to be the greatest country, because it guaranteed through law, through principles of law, no covetous son of a gun could control my freedom. Yet tell me where someone doesn't in your own life. I walk in once, once in a while. I walk in. I don't have a mask on. You should see the people look. Oh, my God. Same thing. What's that? All right. Let's go to the lines. Ed, south side. Hey, Sean. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much, buddy. We're going to the end of the show. I just wanted to get you in because I don't want to leave the lines full. Hurry up. You got 30 seconds. I'm not good in 30 seconds, but uh, yeah, these Democrats, I don't know what's going on with these. Well, listen, you call back tomorrow because I like your point and I'll do it faster. You call back tomorrow. He said they, they seized his neighborhood by control of the garbage cans, the union jobs. Why do you think that's what they're promoting in every so-called infrastructure? It is a conspiracy. It's government growth and strength against you, the individual. We're losing, but we don't have to. I'll be back tomorrow. She don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.